Hey everyone, I have a time-sensitive announcement to share with you. Earlier this month, LifeSite was hit with another online censorship attack, this time on TikTok, after publishing the truth about the corrupt administration in the United States. In fact, LifeSite is still permanently banned on Facebook, and our main YouTube channel was wiped out, which is why we are only on the John Henry Weston Show YouTube channel. So, this is because the prince of this world hates the truth, and we at LifeSite are committed to bringing you the fullness of the truth even if the globalists and atheists don't want you to hear it. To help us push forward with our truth-telling mission, I urge you to join us during this special Advent and Christmas season with your prayers and almsgiving. Help us at LifeSite build a culture of life for you, your children, your grandchildren, in the face of massive opposition. By uniting your prayers and your giving with us at LifeSite, you promote our pro-life and pro-family mission of building a culture of life around the world. In fact, when you support LifeSite, I urge you to write a prayer in our comment box. It's a perfect way to infuse your prayer and almsgiving with a charity like LifeSite that you can trust, knowing that we will personally read and pray over all your intentions. We need your prayers and almsgiving now more than ever. We at LifeSite must reach our end-of-the-year fundraising goal, and we have no corporate sponsor, which makes LifeSite's grassroots support from people like you miraculous. So please, as you listen to today's interview, click in the donation link at the top in the description of this video and offer your almsgiving and prayer to LifeSite News. This is the moment we need all of our viewers, even first-time viewers. Join the mission for life, faith, family, and freedom with LifeSite. Join us now with a financial gift of any amount by clicking the first link in the description below and be a force for good in the world. Also, don't forget to pray with your financial gift. Every little bit helps. So thank you, and may God bless you. This is no ordinary show, the one that you're leading, John Henry. Those who suffer and die innocently will be martyrs, and they will be with me in my kingdom. Satan will triumph. But after three nights, the earthquake and fire will cease. On the following day, the sun will shine again. Angels will descend from heaven and will spread the spirit of beasts over the earth. A feeling of immeasurable gratitude will take possession of those who survived this terrible ordeal. The fact that the church has not condemned such revelations as the three days of darkness says volumes. You may have heard of something called the three days of darkness. Three days in which the sun will basically not shine will be complete blackness all over the earth. You probably also heard that you're supposed to put up blinders on your windows, something to cover your windows, because if you look out, you will likely die. And this might sound totally far-fetched, but it was talked about by none other than Saint Padre Pio. We're going to find out more about the three days of darkness right now from Xavier Arel. You might remember him since he was on the program before talking about visions from heaven. Xavier, welcome back to the program. Hello, John Henry. How do you do? Very well. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Xavier, tell us, what are the three days of darkness? The three days of darkness 
has been a subject of a great many conversations within the Catholic Church. It's been said for quite many decades, if not centuries, that the three days of darkness will mark the seal of a chastisement that is to come forth, which will be a purification of sorts, purification of the world and of the Catholic Church in particular. These three days of darkness, we are told, will be as well the seal of a new rebirth, a renaissance of sorts, shall we say, that will start a new era for humanity, for the world, and particularly for the Roman Catholic Church. So what happens during the three days of darkness? What we have gotten from some mystics and saints, such as the one you've mentioned, um, Saint Padre Pio, is somewhat uh, hairy. First of all, it, is, it must be understood that these particular messages, these revelations that have been entrusted to these particular messages, these new modern prophets, shall we say, are not meant to be interpreted as an ultimatum or as a threat of any kind. It is meant to have humanity prepare first and foremost, spiritually. Then, second of all, physically. What is to come, truly, will seal a new point of reference in the books of history, in the times to come, and will initiate what some call the last seal of the apocalypse, which will be a chastisement that has been foretold now for quite a while. Uh, to name but only a few, uh, at the end of the last century, La Salette, then later by Lafrode, Tilly, all approved by the local, their local archbishops, uh, priests, and by the Vatican, only to be confirmed later uh, by saints such as Padre Pio and um, Marie-Julie Jani, Elena Ailo, Anna Maria Taigi, and so on and so forth. The list goes on and on. So this particular three days of darkness will consist of a purification, as I mentioned earlier. This purification, we are told, will be meant to cleanse the world from all of the enemies of the church. What is being predicted with extraordinary details is a cleansing, an elimination, an execution by, quote-unquote, the angel destructor of all the hidden and uh, declared enemies of Christ and of, the, and of the only church he founded, the Roman Catholic Church. Remember. Although we are close and we must remain close to our uh, brother Protestants, our brother Christians, the only church that has ever been founded by Jesus Christ himself is a Roman Catholic and Apostolic Church founded on St. Peter. However uh, respectable all our, all our brothers, other churches of different denominations, we must remember that theirs have been founded by men. In the balance of things, one must consider was it possible that Christ, when he founded his church, a church which produced saints such as Padre Pio, who announced the three days of darkness, was it possible that Christ was not able to foresee what the future held for humanity, for the church he founded? It is naturally understood that he was. He was fully aware, and he indeed know what was to come. So these three days of darkness will indeed seal the end of an era, the end of these times, not the end of the world at the end of these eras, and will initiate a golden time of humanity, a time, a new era, which will be closer to God than ever registered in human history, a new church which will go back to the traditions of our fathers and of their fathers before them, a traditional church 
that is faithful to the commandments of Christ, to the dogma of the faith, and to the true magisterium of the Roman Catholic Church. What will it consist of? I know Padre Pio talked about some of this, um, you know, in the, in the streets, what will be happening, the need for people to uh, cover their windows and things like that. It is said that three quarters of humanity during this particular period, this uh, cleansing, this purification, will not survive. There will be some who will be agnostic, even atheists, who somehow, through the mercy of God, will indeed survive only after the, uh, the cleansing finished to convert immediately thereafter. There are talks about rains of fires, very much like mentioned in Akita and in other places. Again, all these particular apparition sites that will be mentioned tonight through your show will be formally uh, and unquestionably approved by their local archbishop or archbishops and by the dicasterium, or rather by the congregation of the doctrine of the faith. With your permission, Allow me to read the revelations that our Lord Jesus Christ gave to Padre Pio to begin with. This was translated from a copy of a personal letter written by Padre Pio addressed to the commission of Heraldsbach, appointed by the Vatican, that as the light of the truth and reality of the revelations of the three days of darkness. Open quotes. This was uh, given by our Lord Jesus Christ now on January the 28th, 1950. Keep your windows well covered. Do not look out. Light a blessed candle, which will suffice for many days. Pray the rosary, read spiritual books, make acts of spiritual communion, also acts of love, which are so pleasing to us. Pray with outstretched arms or prostrate on the ground in order that many souls may be saved. Do not go outside the house. Provide yourself with sufficient food, for the powers of nature shall be moved, and a rain of fire shall make people tremble with fear. Have courage, I am in the midst of you. There was another message given as well to Padre Pio by our Lord Jesus Christ on February the 7th, 1950. Take care of the animals during these days. I am the creator and preserver of all animals as well as man. I shall give you a few signs beforehand at which time you should place more food before them. I will preserve the property of the elect, including the animals, for they shall be in need of sustenance afterwards as well. Let no one go across the yard even to feed the animals. He who steps outside will perish. Cover your windows carefully. My elect shall not see my wrath. Have confidence in me, and I will be your protection. Your confidence obliges me to come to your aid. The hour of my coming is near, but I will show mercy. A most dreadful punishment will hear witness to the times. My angels, who are to be the executioners of this work, are ready with their pointed swords. They will take special care to annihilate all those who mocked me and who would not believe in my revelations. Hurricanes of fire will pour forth from the clouds and spread over the entire earth. Storms, bad weather, thunderbolts, and earthquakes will cover the earth for two days. An uninterrupted rain of fire will take place. It will begin during a very cold night. All this is to prove that God is indeed the master of creation. 
those who hope in me and believe in my words have nothing to fear because I will not forsake them, nor those who spread my message. No harm will come to those who are in the state of grace and who seek my mother's protection. That you may be prepared for this visitation, I will give you the following signs and instructions. The night will be very cold. The wind will roar. After time, thunderbolts will be heard. Lock all the doors and windows. Talk to no one outside the house. Kneel down before a crucifix. Be sorry for your sins and beg my mother's protection. Do not look during the earthquake because the anger of God is holy. Jesus does not want us to behold the anger of God because God's anger must be contemplated with fear and trembling. Those who disregard these advice will be killed instantly. The wind will carry with its poisonous gases which will be diffused over the entire earth. Those who suffer and die innocently will be martyrs and they will be with me in my kingdom. Satan will triumph. But after three nights, the earthquake and fire will cease. On the following day, the sun will shine again. Angels will descend from heaven and will spread the spirit of peace over the earth. A feeling of immeasurable gratitude will take possession of those who survived this terrible ordeal, the impending punishment with which God has visited the earth since creation. I have chosen souls in other countries too, such as Belgium, Switzerland, Spain, who have received this revelation so that other countries also may be prepared. Pray much during this holy year of 1950. Pray the Holy Rosary. Pray it well so that your prayers may reach heaven. Soon, a more terrible catastrophe shall come upon the entire world, such as never before has been witnessed. A terrible chastisement never before experienced. The war of 1950 shall be the introduction of this science. The year of 1950 was the Korean War, the first open military warfare between a communist country, or rather a communist alliance between China and North Korea with NATO and with the West. How unconcerned men are regarding these things. We shall so soon come upon them, contrary to all expectation, how indifferent they are in preparing themselves for these unheard events for which they will have to pass so shortly. The weight of the divine balance has reached the earth. The wrath of my father shall be poured out over the entire world. I am again warning the world through your instrumentality, as I have so often done heretofore. The sins of man have multiplied beyond measure. Irreverence in church sinful pride committed in sham religious activities, lack of true brotherly love, indecency in dress, especially at summer seasons. The world is filled with iniquity. This catastrophe shall come upon the earth like a flash of lightning, at which moment the light of the morning sun shall be replaced by black darkness. No one shall leave the house or look out of a window from that moment forth. I myself shall come amidst thunder and lightning. The wicked shall behold my divine heart. There shall be a great confusion because of this utter darkness in which the entire earth shall be enveloped. And many, many shall die from fear and despair. Those who shall fight for my cause shall receive grace from my divine heart. And the cry, who is like unto God, shall serve as a means of protection to many. However, Many shall burn in the open fields like withered grass, 
the godless shall be annihilated, so that afterwards the just shall be able to stand fresh. On the day, as soon as complete darkness has set in, no one shall leave the house or look from out of the window. The darkness shall last a day and a night, followed by another day and a night, and another day. But on the night following, the stars will shine again. And on the next morning, the sun shall rise again, and it will be springtime. In the days of darkness, my elect shall not sleep, as did the disciples in the Garden of Olives. They shall pray incessantly, and they shall not be disappointed in me. I shall gather my elect. Hell will believe itself to be in possession of the entire earth, but I shall reclaim it. Do you perhaps think that I would permit my father to have such a terrible chastisement come upon the world if the world would not turn from iniquity to justice? That because of my great love, these afflictions shall be permitted to come upon man, although many shall curse me. Yet thousands of souls shall be saved through them. No human understanding can fathom the depth of my love. Pray, pray. I desire your prayers. My dear Mother Mary, Saint Joseph, Saint Elizabeth, Saint Conrad, Saint Michael, Saint Peter, the little Therese, your holy angels shall be your intercessors. Implore their aid. Be courageous soldiers of Christ. At the return of light, let everyone give thanks to the Holy Trinity for their protection. The devastation shall be very great, but I, your God, will have purified the earth. I am with you. Have confidence. Again, February the 7th, 1950, Revelation of Our Lord Jesus Christ to Saint Padre Pio. So in this instance, was Padre Pio the only one who ever received these messages? Unquestionably not. As I mentioned before, even in your earlier show that you honored me, inviting me and participating, we discussed the fact that uh, our Lord, uh, likewise, uh, gave similar revelations to Marie-Julie Jani in an approved apparition site in La Fraudet, in Brittany, in France, uh, from uh, 1871 to 1941, formally approved in June of 1876 by the local bishop of Nantes in Brittany, uh, Monseigneur Fournier. Elena Ailo, as well, a well-famous mystic, and Anna Maria Taiji, who knew each other. Both reveal, likewise, some revelations that were given to them by heaven about the three days of darkness. The point of, the, of this particular message is this, and I know it's somewhat difficult to absorb. It certainly was for me. This particular message is meant to clearly explain that in the revelations that have been given since particularly since the beginning of, this of the last century, the 20th century, beginning with Tilly, with Fatima, then later, for all the operation sites which are still today under investigation, very much like Garavandal. And I know that Garavandal uh, has been also subject to controversy. But Garavandal has the great advantage, since you mentioned earlier, to, this, to mention Saint Padre Pio. Garavandal has been confirmed by Padre Pio, personally, publicly, and through a letter which he sent to uh, Conchita Gonzalez in Spain, uh, in, the in 1960, right after the first apparition. No? It was a message, and it is in the book I wrote, that clearly um, in this message, uh, rather this letter, Padre Pio was addressing the children, saying, Dear children of Garabandal, our lady appeared to me this morning at 9 o'clock and asked me to write you this letter, uh, informing you that the day will come when they will not believe in you, nor in me, but soon thereafter they will, but only when it will be too late. 
And there the Blessed Virgin Mary informed the children of Garavandal how to pray the, the Holy Rosary with five new mysteries which are based on the apparitions of Fatima. To go back to Garavandal, the reason I mentioned Garavandal was that in that place as well, uh, the three days of darkness has been mentioned as the chastisement that is to come and that is to follow a certain sign that, will, that is supposed to be indestructible and visible and recordable on Pine Hill in the countryside of Spain in Caravandal, just outside the outskirts of the village, also following uh, what is called the Illumination of Conscience or the Warning, or El Avistro, like they say in Spanish. So in this particular prophecy, which has been given for the children of Garavanda, the three days of darkness will indeed be the chastisement I refer to. With Garavandal, it is true, it has not been approved, but remarkably enough, it has not been condemned either by the Church. And considering the fact that the Church uh, has condemned already in the 20th century a great many alleged apparition sites in less than a month after the beginning, that is something to, that makes one, one wonders. Why, if indeed there was any, uh, any sort of uh, um, controversy, why hasn't the church condemned either Garavandal? It hasn't because the investigation continues. And the church cannot either confirm or deny before the alleged prophecies uh, get accomplished. That is what Father René Laurentin told me and other Mariologians before Father Laurentin passed away in 2017. So in regards to what other saints, what other sources have mentioned the three days of darkness, it's also been mentioned uh, as, as far back as the time of St. Francis of Assisi, who did mention indeed that the time will come when there will be a great chastisement and a great darkness taking over the church and the world. These particular messages must be taken with a great deal of calmness. And those are not, again, my words, but that of, those of Father René Laurentin. Whether these things take place or not, and according to these mystics, this saint, like uh, Padre Pio, they will unquestionably happen. Uh, one must take this as a grace, not as, a, as I mentioned earlier, as a threat. For this allows us to prepare, to prepare emotionally, spiritually. And the cornerstone of all the accompanying messages, whether the Blessed Virgin Mary of our Lord Jesus Christ is this, prepare for a sincere conversion of your soul, principally a conversion to the Roman Catholic and Apostolic Church through the holy sacraments of um, baptism, through the holy sacrament of confession. And most of all, through the holy sacrament of the altar, the holy Eucharist. Our conversion, our salvation, the salvation of the world, of the church, orbit around the, these three principles. That is the cornerstone of the messages brought forth by heaven through its favorite messengers. And the three darkness is an act of love. It is a preparation, it is a warning, an invitation to humanity to, humanity, to convert in time, to convert not out of fear, but out of sincerity, to eliminate, cancel, wage a war against the daily mediocrities of one's life. Those are the purposes of the messages of the Blessed Virgin Mary, of our Lord, to these saints, these mystics, these messengers. Just a quick note before we return, if you would like to stay up to date on LifeSite's coverage of the latest life, family, and culture news, subscribe to one of our many newsletters by going to lifesitenews.com slash subscribe. And if you'd like to help us bring our truth-telling coverage to millions around the world, 
please consider making a one-time or monthly donation at give.lifesitenews.com. And now, back to the video. Our Lord told this third part that you mentioned to Padre Pio in 1950, and he said, it's coming shortly. It's been many, many years since 1950. We're looking at 70 years, um, and uh, more than that, actually. And what do you? How long do you think? How far away do you think we are from the three days of darkness? When I was working with Father René Laurentin in the 1990s, Father Laurentin was preaching in the time of admonitions. Now, this particular time of admonitions is when the messages were starting to echo throughout the four corners of the world, as formerly ended. We're now entering in the prophetic times. When, that's always the $100 question, as the Americans say. It is, no one knows his answer uh, outside God himself. Remember, this announces uh, the end of an era, not the end of the world, but the end of an era and the beginning of a new one. It seems to me that the times are now getting extraordinarily close. Why? What time, what point of reference do we have? Quite a few. Uh, in the book that I wrote recently, um, I come up and to name but one particular point of reference, a clue of sorts, you could say, that our Lord has given to the stigmatist and approved visionary of La Fraude, Marie-Julie Janie. At the end, uh, a message of our Lord, actually there were two messages, where our Lord told Marie-Julie Janie that the beginning of these prophecies, which have been revealed to her for humanity, who start unfolding, who start unfolding between the year 80 and the year 83. For a great many weeks, a great many months, uh, I think it was like three months, uh, right before I finished writing the book, that as the Americans say again, I love American expressions, the bulb starting la started lighting up. You know? And I came up with a theory. Of course, it's nothing more than that, a simple theory. There had to be a point of reference for our Lord to mention the year 80 and 83. Otherwise, he would have said 1980 or 2083 or so on and so forth. But he mentioned particularly the year 1883. What possible point or year reference could our Lord use for this particular clue he gave? So I thought to myself, my goodness, uh, our Lord has appeared until uh, this stigmatist was 90 years old. So what on earth could it possibly be? Finally, it came to me. Could it possibly be the year of her death, which took place in February, March of 1941, during the German occupation of France, John Henry? And if you add to the year 1941, 80 years, you find yourself in 2021. And if you add 83 years to the same year, 1941, the, the year of the death of Marie-Julie Janie, you find yourself 2024. What happened in 2021? The world, the entire planet, reached the zenith of the pandemia, COVID-19. It was the zenith. It was churches started closing the doors. I mean, the um, absolutely unrealistic, possible, most possi possible scenario took place. You would have said somebody 10 years ago that this would happen. They would have said, you've been watching too many Hollywood movies. No, it, was, it would be rubbish, but it happened. 2022. The unthinkable took place. Russia started a war campaign, a military campaign of the proportions that have not seen, been seen since 1945, less than two hours and a half away from Paris. A war 
which there is no end to it and which no one sees light at the end of the tunnel. For neither the Ukrainians or the Russians are willing to give up one inch square of territory from Ukraine to the other. This is supposed to be a catalyst of something that is supposed to take place according to the same prophecies from the same messengers. A great is supposed to start something a great deal uh, more severe, a great deal more serious. So 2023-2024 remain to be seen, but it doesn't look very promising. That would be one point of reference. Another point of reference would be the fact that with a case of Marie-Julie Genie in France, again, approved informally by the local bishop, uh, the same apparitions mentioned that after the death of the English queen, the events in uh, the world will start to begin to unfold rather rapidly and quickly, beginning with the implosion of the United Kingdom into four independent sovereign nations, Scotland, uh, Wales, England, Ireland. Then there would be tensions between, uh, that would begin with Iran, Israel, and England. The words that were used in 1941 were Persia, Jerusalem, and England. Remember, Persia was not known in, as Iran at the time, and Jerusalem was not Israel. Israel did not exist yet, until much late in 1947. Therefore, those are points of reference. Others took place when Marie-Julie Genie announced that Europe would be invaded rather peacefully and through beguile, uh, through massive hordes of Muslim populations that would immigrate from uh, the northern countries of Africa and the Middle East into Europe. Again, let us remember the context when these messages were given. This was 1940, 1939, 1941. This was in a time when there were barely 20 million Arabs in Northern Africa, and when most of the Middle East were subjugated under the French and the British mandates through the Treaty of Versailles after World War I. All this made absolutely, at the time when these messages were delivered, absolutely no sense whatsoever. It wasn't realistic, it was considered rubbish. Not a lie, I bring to your attention, likewise, the prophecies of Fatima in 1970 when the Blessed Virgin Mary said that Russia would spread her ass the world and that the Second War, worse than this one, would take place under the reign of Pius the Eleventh, no? And yet all this happened. Remember, at the time, in 1917, Russia had already signed the armistice with the Kaiser. It was a country that collapsed on its knees, was out of breath. It was completely unrealistic. The children themselves thought that the name Russia was the name of a lady. They didn't even know it was the name of a nation. Another war after World War One. This war in France, at least, was called. I know you speak very well French, uh, John Henry. It was called La Der de Der, which meant the last of the last wars. No, in French and the English, the Americans thought the same thing. The Treaty of Versailles was supposed to make certain that there would be no further military conflict after this, and it happened yet again, exactly as the Blessed Virgin Mary predicted. Although it was at the time when these messages were revealed completely and totally unrealistic, the same as the messages of Marie-Julie Jenny. These three days of darkness will be the last prophecy that will have been echoed through the messengers chosen by heaven, particularly through heaven's first emissary, the Blessed Virgin Mary. First thing that is supposed to happen, this will be our sign to prepare. There will be the illumination of conscience or the aviso or the warning where every human being on the surface of this planet we see the state of his or her soul, the way God sees it. It will be a last Pentecost of souls, where every man will 
be able in complete honesty, be able to see the state of their being and will have a last chance to convert. The second warning that will precede the three days of darkness will be the indestructible signs that will be visible and that will be able to be recorded even through television uh, in Garavandal and in Medjugorje. Again, I know I can almost hear <laughs> some of your auditors saying, Medjugorje, but it's not true. Who knows? It's not being condemned informally or formally by the Catholic Church. Actually, one brief parenthesis about Medjugorje. The Catholic, did, the Catholic Church did something never done in the, in the history of the Roman Catholic Church ever. When the local bishop of Mostar was about to condemn Medjugorje, the motion was sent to Cardinal Ratzinger, future Benedict XVI, as the prefect of the doctrine of the faith, who presented the motion to His Holiness Pope John Paul II, whom I know John Henry met when you were uh, a young man <laughs> in Rome. And remarkably enough, uh, both John Paul II, in agreement with Cardinal Ratzinger, decided to do something never seen before. The jurisdiction of Medjugorje and of its apparition had been taken away from the Archbishop of Mostar and entrusted into the capable hands of the Episcopal College of the ex-Yugoslavia, which to this date uh, is still responsible to the final decision of the apparitions of Medjugorje. And furthermore, in 2019, one extraordinary event took place despite of the fact that Pope Francis is openly and publicly hostile to the apparitions of Medjugorje. The Catholic Church has allowed local parish pastors to organize parishional pilgrimage to Medjugorje. If this place was such a scandal, is approved by the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith, this would never, ever have happened. And again, since I've worked with Father Laurentin, who the Americans used to call the, the Marine Jacques Cousteau, because he even looked like Jacques Cousteau, he was really uncanny, John Henry, he was brilliant. This is the way he spoke. He used to say, you see, Xavier, you will see soon that no matter what man decides, they will always fail against the will of God and of the mother he sends on his behalf. This is what he used to love to say. And no one was a greater arch defender of Medjugorje and Father Laurentin. Now, getting back to the prophecies, those that are approved or not, does the church have any official teaching at all on the three days of darkness? No, uh, the church has been receiving, as, as I mentioned before, this particular text from uh, Padre Gobi, from Father Gobi, uh, Father Gobi, I beg your pardon, from Padre Pio, I beg your pardon. And he is recorded, but the Catholic Church has not pronounced itself either in favor or against. Again, the Catholic Church is very careful to pronounce itself in any situation of this sort. But the most important thing that one must get one's attention on is the fact that if the Catholic Church does not condemn, despite of the fact that it hasn't reserved itself that privilege in many instances, like in the alleged apparition site of Bayside or in Peña Blanca in Chile, where the church has openly condemned shortly after their beginning those particular apparition sites, the fact that the church has not condemned such revelations as the three days of darkness says volumes. It says that it is intrigued. It says that it is still investigating. It says that it is quite possible to be authentic and to be originally sent by heaven. You mentioned a whole bunch of saints or <clears throat> those who've received apparitions, approved apparitions, uh, like Blessed Anna Maria Taigi, <laughs> famous for having a sort of light that was beside her head all the time that she could look into uh, when people approached her for signs of needing healing or, or 
advice or to look into the future and stuff. It's just really hard to understand nowadays. But you also mentioned uh, this um, uh, Julie Marie Yahani. Can you tell us about what she wrote about the three days of darkness? Without any false attitude, her messages are extraordinarily, very much like her prophecies she's received, extraordinarily detailed. Would you like me to read them to you? It's a bit long. Please, go ahead. Yes. Wonderful. There will be three days of physical darkness. For three days less one night, there will be a continual night. The blessed wax candles will be the only ones that will give light in this terrible darkness. Only one will suffice for three days. But in the homes of the wicked, they will not give any light. During these three days and two nights, the demons will appear under the most hideous forms. You will hear in the air the most horrible blasphemies. The lightning will enter your homes but will not extinguish the candles. Neither wind nor the storm can put them out. Red clouds like blood will ride across the sky. The crash of thunder will shake the earth. Sinister lightning will cut across the dense clouds in a season when they never occur. The earth will be shaken down to the foundations. The sea will raise thundering waves that will spread across the continent. Blood will flow in such abundance that the earth will become a vast cemetery. The corpses of the wicked and the righteous ones will litter the ground. The famine will be great. Everything will be in turmoil. And three quarters of men will perish. The crisis will break out suddenly. The chastisements will be common in the world. It will swell up and will succeed one another incessantly. When my people fall into indifference, I began to threaten it. Today deserves my justice. I came on earth. They want me out, taking away my holy tabernacle, reversing my cross and ignoring my power. Marie-Julie Jeannie answered to that particular statement and said, Oh Lord, have mercy. Our Lord answered, Yes, I will pity the good people, but the others. I shall have them swallowed up. The earth will open and they will disappear forever. This exchange between our Lord and Marie-Julie Jeannie took place on January the 4th, 1884. You know, we've heard a lot of sort of hints as you were reading. We know we had to shut the windows or, or close them off so you can't see through them because, as you said, my holy ones aren't to see my wrath. They talked about candles, uh, particularly in this latest um, from Marie-Julie Gianni. You had the burning of a wax-blessed candle. But there's a whole bunch of hints throughout there of things that we have to do to prepare. Could you give us sort of a summation list of things to do to prepare for the three days of darkness? In regards to the candle, we are to acquire a, ble a candle blessed by a priest where and Candle that must be 100% beeswax. Why? I do not pretend to, to know. But those are verbatim the instructions that Marie-Julie Janie, French stigmatist, form informally approved by her local bishop through a letter, Monsignor Fournier, in 1876. According to the messages that Marie-Julie Janie received, this particular candle, whether it is this tall, whether it is a one meter tall candle made of 100% beeswax, will suffice and will not be consumed during those three days of darkness. It will remain the same size and it will last for three days and more. And the flame, no matter what happens, no wind, no water, no element whatsoever will be able to extinguish 
this particular candle during the three days of darkness. It will be extinguishable afterwards. No. In my book, I mentioned a particular lady, an American lady, extraordinary lady, who lives, I believe, in Ohio. Her name is uh, uh, Kathleen Loney. This lady, and I wrote uh, her email address, dedicates herself, remarkably enough, into selling at cost, mind you, at cost, those particular sacraments, the blessed candle, to help as many of her fellow Catholics, American Catholics, or she even sells in Europe, even in uh, Australia, across the world. But she sells those particular blessed uh, wax candles across uh, the country, across the world. She sells as well uh, the sacramentals that Marie-Julie Genie has been asked to uh, ask the faithful on behalf of heaven to wear. We're talking about the miraculous medal. The Blessed Virgin Mary has asked uh, every person, particularly parents, not only to wear upon their own persons the miraculous medal of La Rue du Bac, you know, in Paris, but to have their children wear it and have everything blessed by a priest before. The Virgin Mary has also requested everyone to wear the brown scapula. The brown scapula is a treasure, which I'm a, I regret to say not many priests talk enough about in church or outside church. In 2015, the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared to uh, an English uh, monk, St. Simon Stock. Yes, I know what you're going to say, John Harry. You're a good Frenchman like I, I am, and God had to be merciful and appear sometimes to the English as well. So this was the case. So the Virgin appeared to St. Simon Stock and asked him to propagate this devotion with a promise that whomever would wear at the moment of death the brown scapula will never suffer the fires of hell. It is a treasure that translates into one word, salvation, if you wear it with faith. What's more, if one lives in accordance with the requirement that the Blessed Virgin Mary has instructed St. Simon, Simon Stock, on the first Saturday, after you're passing away, if you go to purgatory, you will be liberated and permitted to go straight into heaven on the first Saturday after your death. But you have to follow the proper um, protocol as described to St. Simon Stark by the Blessed Virgin Mary. Likewise, the Virgin Mary asked the faithful, also particularly for the three days of darkness, to wear a crucifix with a corpus, obviously. No? Always blessed by a priest. Also a particular cross called the Cross of Pardon. I'm wearing a tie, but let's see if I'm able to do it without one tie. This is called the Cross of Pardon. It is also called uh, the Cross of Salvation and the calm of the chastisement. It is said that Marie-Julie was told to have this particular cross printed, uh, issued in metal, and there is a particular prayer in the back as well. And the promise was that during those three days of darkness and during the time of chastisement and difficulties, priests will become more and more difficult to find, to be found. And whomever would have this cross of pardon upon themselves or kiss it, all their venial sins, I am stipulating clearly, venial, not mortal. All your venial sins will be duly forgotten and forgiven. No. Likewise, the Blessed Virgin Mary requested the cross of St. Benedict, or rather the cross, the medal of St. Benedict, to be worn as well. The medal of Our Lady of Good God. Uh, this can be found in my books. There are pictures thereof. And Mrs. Kathleen Loney, through a kit she came, she came up with, sells all of these particular sacramentals, the medals, the cross, the blessed candles, at cost. There is no profit made, ever. So it's all in my book. It's in uh, one of the very last pages. 
that appears on the book. I believe I will tell you for those who have the book, and have, we've sold a tremendous amount. So, but for those who haven't yet, you can see information on Mrs. Kathleen Lonely on page five sixty five. So I invite everyone to find to contact her and to get those as well and remedies as well for the future plagues that are to come that will be part of the chastisements announced through marriage religion. And most importantly as well, a purple scapula. Ah, forgive me, it's not very elegant. I'm going to undo my tie to show you, and I beg your pardon for the lack of elegance, but we are, I feel in the state of family, yes? This is a purple scapula. Um, all the explanation on this particular sacramental has been given in the book as well. And the promise of this scapula and I'm sorry for the, for the noise, this is electronics uh, alarm system. Nevertheless, the promise was given that uh, whomever would wear this particular um, scapula would uh, be able to see during the three days of darkness like if it were bright day. Likewise, all the head of the families who will wear this particular scapula will not only protect themselves from the chastisement and the events to come, but will likewise protect members of their own families, even if they, do not wear this. So I invite you all to consider acquiring this scapula and the brand scapula as well. This, those are the gifts, those are the blessing, blessings of the Blessed Virgin Mary from Marie's religion. Absolutely beautiful. Xavier, I want to thank you for sharing with that with us because I think it's it's really key information for what we're going to face and, and who knows when exactly, but certainly by the clues that you've given and pointed to I do think, I mean, everybody will tell you that the times that we've just experienced are totally extraordinary in the whole history of the world, like nothing else. We've never, ever had all the masses in all the world shut down. Give us, if you would, your final thoughts on the three days of darkness and uh, what you believe that people should take away from this. The very first thing I would invite your viewers to see and to consider, this is no ordinary show the one that you're leading, John Henry. This particular show is not to be interpreted as a living room conversation. It is a sincere call from heaven to humanity, very much like the one that heaven sent through its first emissary, the Blessed Virgin Mary in Fatima, over a little over a century ago. As you mentioned a few seconds ago, we are living times that I've never seen, the gravity of which have never been seen, I would say, since the... Cuban Missile Crisis. We are about to enter into a new era of time, which will require a great deal of faith, a great deal of calm. Avoid at all costs fanaticism. It is important you remain calm. It is important that you pray and you remain faithful to the Church. There is a civil war in the Roman Catholic Church, and to leave it would do exactly would be exactly doing the, the plans of the devil. If anyone is to leave the Catholic Church, are those who have infiltrated it, the Freemasons the LGBT lobbies, all those that are betrayed within the Catholic Church, the terms, the dogma of the faith of the Catholic Church, those who have betrayed our brothers in China, those who have betrayed the essence of our faith. However, the Blessed Virgin Mary asks again and again, mercy for those who have fallen victim to the falsehoods of the devil. Pray as you did yourself in Quebec, not so long ago, with uh, the traditionalist Quebecois, pray for the conversion of Pope Francis, for he has made mistakes that are unmentionable. Pray for him, do not condemn him. No? 
Maintain your prayers, maintain your calm, do not criticize, do not condemn. This does not correspond to the Catholic Church to do so. It corresponds to heaven. There is a plan. At the end, the Immaculate Heart of Mary will triumph. And our mission is to remain faithful to the holy sacraments, particularly the Eucharist, and not to believe it is a symbol. It is not. It is truly the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. Confess at least once a month. If you're not Catholic, convert. Receive baptism. Confess and receive Holy Communion. Most of all, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would invite you all, with all sincerity and without any false attitude, pray for John Henry Weston. This gentleman is a man who is consumed with humility, no false attitudes. This man has a mission that feels deep inside with, within him. Pray that his mission continues forward, for he has a mission of utmost importance. Pray for the continuation of his show. And pray for all those who like him fight as well, like Mr. Mike, uh, Matt, Michael Matt, who is an extraordinary man. I beg also your prayers for people such as Reverend Father Michel Rodrigue, who is an ex a man who is conceived with kindness and extraordinarily faithful to the church and to the doctrine of the church. Pray for all the knights of modern times who decided to take the cross, uh, lifting the sword into a new modern crusade, not to liberate Jerusalem, but to liberate Rome. And on all this, I finally ask for your prayers for myself, for my family. And I thank you. Amen, Xavier. We shall certainly pray for you and for your family. God bless you for what you're doing. And you. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time. Every single day, there are new developments in the culture war. You need to stay on top of the news from the front lines around the world. At LifeSite, it's actually our mission to serve you the truth on life, faith, family, and freedom so that you can be an effective soldier for Christ. Subscribe now and never miss an important development in the culture war that you need to know about, all from a faithful Catholic perspective. And check out the links below to get involved with our reporting and our pro-life partners. Thank you and God bless you.